Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy Thursday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Make sure you smash that like button for us. We'd appreciate that as well. Make sure you're following our YouTube channel, podcast listeners. Make sure you are subscribed or following wherever you get your podcast. We've got a lot to get to today and only an hour to do so. So we're going to get to it. And you already got your foot on the table. I do. But we want to tell you about our event coming up this Friday. We're going to be out and about in Mokina at Legends. Tomorrow. With our friends at Goose Island. We're going to be doing a Vegas Golden Knights game watch party puck drop at 5 p.m. Friday. So make a note of that. Then we'll be doing a live post-game show right there from Legends, 9710 West 191st Street in Mokina. Go to allchgo.com to RSVP. You do not need a ticket. There is no cost, but we would just like a bit of a head count uh, before the event begins. So if you plan on coming out, head to allchgo.com, sign up for that RSVP, and join us out there at Legends. They got really good food, and of course the $5 uh, Goose Island uh, Blackhawks Pale Ales are going to be flowing. It's going to be a good time, fellas. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Hopefully uh, the game is as fun as the uh, good times had in the bar. That would be nice. That would be nice. I hope this food lives up to the hype. Yeah, these these wings have been uh, talked up a little bit. So. I personally had the wings. Yeah. I enjoyed the wings. Listen, very if I'm much. driving six hours, these wings better be <laughs> damn good. From what I recall, they're very large wings. Ooh, they're real wings. Okay. They're not the chicken nuggets. Are they like chicken legs that they say, "Hey, these are wings"? They're, I'll appreciate that. They're almost drumstick size. If you go to like you know like the jewels, take that. Yeah, it's, it's right. almost that big. All right, all right. Yeah, Bank there's food buck. south. Believe it or not, south of Roosevelt, they have restaurants and the whole thing. There is food there. Nothing gets Jay more fired up than talking. I'm sorry. Well, everything is north. Everything's north. Because you moved as far south as you possibly can. Okay, but I don't bitch when I have to go north. Because everything's north. Exactly. Right. So one you time people got to come Missouri, south and it's right? like, oh, my <laughs> God. Cho- Jay, I'm with you. We I better get a hotel room. day to come to work. You, the you one guys find me a river. Not us. my fault the only thing south of you is the Gulf of Mexico. But see, that's that, you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out. It only starts to suck come like. Yeah. South of Matson. Yeah. <laughs> I love getting Jay all fired oh, up right, right at the start of the show. Yeah. You've been fired up Jay's, all day yeah, already. Jay's Don't been, start with me. Jay's been on a I'm crusade a for the working class. And I like it. Uh, I didn't know the concept of like being happy and not having to die at your job was a controversial take, but apparently it is on Twitter. Yeah. So. Anyway, let's talk about the Blackhawks, shall we? Something not controversial. Yes. The uh, Greg, you were at practice today. I was. Um, what did we learn? What do we see? What do we do? What do we know? Uh, it was uh, a rather intense practice. You know it's an intense practice when everybody gets off the ice and all their visors are fogged <laughs> up. <laughs> like they're extra sweaty, extra out of breath. And that was just uh, the reporters. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they did a lot of close quarter battle drills. They worked on some power play and... And five-on-five stuff. The most interesting thing to come out of that uh, was the fact that it appears that Andreas Athanasiu is not going to be in the lineup. Interesting. Uh, It seems like Luke Richardson heard your uh, complaint that he should be taken off the top power play and said, I'll go one further. He's not even going to (laughs) play. Yeah. I won't even tempt myself to put him on the power play. I'm going to sit him in the bench. It's an interesting Um, choice, but given the – Words that Richardson had after the game and the uh, style of practice they went with today, I kind of get it to get in someone who's probably a bit more bigger, physical, more tough. Yeah. Mackenzie Entwistle was on the fourth line. Not to say fantasy isn't tough, but well, you know and let's I mean. face it. I mean, a lot of people asked me when I when I put that tweet out there that he was you know one of the extras. A lot of people say, is it because he was offside on that Bedard goal? Oh God! I'm like, no. Yes. <laughs> Yes, but absolutely. One mistake, and you are. He out was of the also lineup. offside two other times on the power play that were actually whistled. Yeah, and just he wasn't good. He was skating himself into trouble all night long. Shocking. Uh, yeah, so obvi- it, obviously, well, you can't fall when you skate directly into somebody wearing the other jersey. Obviously, you know to, to quote the previous uh, the coach from two coaches ago. He needs to see a little more out of him, but yeah. it's it's not a bad thing if if you if you didn't like what you were seeing from him. It's also not a bad thing to show the whole team. None of your guys' jobs are guaranteed. Here's yeah. a veteran guy an on a two-year deal. Yeah. 
you know, cemented into this lineup since he's been here. Now you got to sit and watch because I didn't like what I saw from you. Yeah. Well, uh, it's yeah. Sorry. I think I think it's I think it's totally fine that you know, especially after the game that Athanasi you had, that Richardson can pull him aside and be like, "Hey, I know you scored twenty goals last year on this team, led the team in points, but like you're you're not like you said, you're not immune from needing to sit up." you know, in the press box and, and watch a game and, and see it from that angle and say, hey, like, you need to work on specific things. Let's watch, let's watch a game uh, not from the ice and from the bench and, and, and see things from a bird's eye view to kind of get a different perspective and maybe a refresher and say, hey, these things aren't working for you. Let's, let's take a break, jump back into it against uh, Arizona, maybe. So Nerfin says it's possible he's not 100%. Well, if that's the case, he probably wouldn't have practiced. Right. They probably just would have held yeah. him out completely. So this does seem like a benching. And uh, our buddy Noroid says, maybe we shouldn't be power slamming Bedard onto the ice, cough Kaiser, referring to the, today's physical practice. So this brings us to, uh, I want to play Nick Felino first, Stephen, because Felino talks specifically about the benefits of having physical practices against each other and exactly what it can do to help make a team better. Oh yeah, you know that's that's the standard that we need to get to and understand in this world. And you know, Luke's shouldn't have to say it, but I know we're a younger team where it's gotta it's gotta almost be second nature in here. But that's just the bare minimum, right? The compete, the putting your nose over the puck, the the hard areas of the game. That's that's where success is in this league. And I think guys need to understand that. And we probably need to do a better job of making sure we understand that. But I think the message was clear today and and how we need to play. I mean, a lot of it is just will, you know, and, and getting on the same page. And, uh, you know, you can do all the X's and O's you want, but if you're if you're not willing to pay a price on the wall or in front of the net or getting guys out of the front of your net, it's hard to win this league. So, um, you know, I think the guys are, are understanding of, of hopefully the level that, that we got to today and how that has to translate into a game. And, uh, but that has to become our standard. That kind of a practice, that, that should be nonstop all year long, uh, as far as I'm concerned, with just the way we, we compete. And if you play like that on, on a practice and compete against each other like that, it should carry over to when you actually don't like the guys on the other side. Nick, what's the value of, of sending that message to when you're going up against the caliber of, caliber of opponent you've been going up against? Yeah, I've seen that's where maybe the edge is, right? Where they're they're not willing to get in the trenches, but you know the good teams usually do. They know how to play there. They know how to play in front of the net. They know how to box out. They know how to get to the front of the net. So if you're not willing to match that intensity or exceed it, they're going to make you pay. We saw that the other night. They scored two right around our crease. And, um, you know we have to understand that there's there's you know there's a there's a level that you need to get to against these teams. And, you know, a lot of times you're not going to outskill them, so you have to outwill them. And our, our group has to be like that. There's enough skill in here to to make them pay, but I think you're going to see that too. We're, we haven't scored enough goals. Right? We haven't, let's be honest, we haven't scored a lot. A lot of times you get in those areas, all of a sudden the puck starts bouncing. It starts dipping into the net. It starts now bouncing out. You're coming down on it. Boom, now you have a chance at it. So our offense will come from that kind of a mindset. Is it transitioning these practices to games, just having more practices like this, the consistency of it? For sure. For sure, yeah. I think that's how you create habits, right? Is, is more consistent practices like this and, um, you know, and knowing that that's the standard we have to get to every time we step on the, on the ice for practice. And then it just ramps up in a game. So if you have these habits now, it, it's amazing how it just carries over and translates to, to our on-ice product in the game. And I think guys are excited about putting that tomorrow. Coming from a place like Boston last week, just, I mean, this is something that was oh, yeah. that. That's one thing I said. Like, we in Boston, we practiced really hard, almost, you know, to the point where there were some fights and things that broke out. But that's just the competitive nature of the group. And, you know, it's you're trying to push each other to get better. And that's what this is, right? It's I'm pushing against you so that your you're understanding of how hard you have to push back and, and, and realizing, okay, how can I, if, I, if I'm not as big as the guy, what are the angles I can take at you to move you out of the way? Or, you know, it's little things you can learn against each other that you can put it into a game. So when you are on a mismatch or and find yourself in that familiar territory, you know, how to handle yourself you know how to use your body and and then you know how to create offense from it or, or defense and um so that's that's the important parts of these practices and that's why they're you know we're, we're har harping on it today and i'm sure we'll continue that's the part i love where he talked about how practices in boston were so intense and i'm obviously not advocating for blackhawks to fight each other at practice but his point of if i'm checking you in practice and i'm playing you hard and we're playing physically in practice it prepares you more for a game. Mm -hmm. If Connor Bedard is battling in front of the net with Jared Tenorti, now Connor Bedard's going to know when he's on the ice up against a big NHL defenseman, 
maybe a trick he learned in practice from how to get an advantage over Jared Tenorti, right? right? Or Alex Vlasic, whoever it might be. By practicing hard, you play hard. Coaches say that all the time. You practice like you play. I say it to my softball players all the time. Yeah. You come out with a half-ass practice, we're going to get our ass kicked the next game. It's one of the basic Intensity things matters. of sports. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think his, his comment in there about, you know, that's how every practice should be. That's how every practice was in Boston. You see what the kind of level of play that Boston has had over the years. Um, that's... Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, especially with with, with these young guys, with with Bedard and, and Korchinski and Vlasic and Reichel and all these guys, uh, getting them acclimated to a more demanding, more physically demanding practice atmosphere, which will then lead to a more physically demanding uh, game atmosphere. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And especially after what Richardson said from the game, it's not work ethic that they need to be better at the team works hard it's the firmness of the work that they are doing uh that needs to improve and and you know if you you see the the clips from today at practice greg was there he can attest to it it was the type of practice where you're like oh damn like they're they're out there going for it and that's what you want to see contending teams teams that are hard to play against teams that win a lot of hockey games lots of times that's what practices look like that's that's the norm so I'm all I'm all for this team uh, being a little bit more competition based in practice, being you know being able to ramp it up and 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 get used to that and and have that standard be set. Get tough. It's it's not a bad thing for a hockey team to play that way. Right, and that was you know Luke Richardson was as disappointed as I remember him seeing since getting to Chicago after Tuesday, and and said like, I'm just tired of seeing these guys lose the one-on-one battles mm-hmm. and he said we're gonna have we're gonna fix that in practice i mean it's not getting fixed in one practice but it's gonna be interesting to see how they react tomorrow uh you know yeah. uh, vegas defending stanley cup champions they were just in your building and and you know you were with you this sounds familiar. You hung with them for 40 minutes, and then they beat your ass in the third period. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's going to be a weird day. It's starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Vegas. So, you know, it, you know, who knows? Vegas never sleeps anyway, so it doesn't really it matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> right. um, pump oxygen in there. You're yeah. there all day. So, yeah. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see how they react and how, you know, we see them in that first period with those board battles and those one-on-one battles. But I don't want to see it just in the third period. I want to see it in the third period. That's been the the Achilles heel the last few games is that last period. Mm-hmm. You're doing okay. I mean, the second period was garbage against Boston too. Let, let's not sugarcoat it. They were outshot 17-6, to six yeah. and mm-hmm. the Zamboni didn't even need to go on the Blackhawks' offensive zone after that period. They were barely there. So – it appears that Luke is going to go with a quote heavier lineup, getting McKenzie Entwistle back in there. Um, you know, he wants a, a more physical game. I'd like to see some guys go between the dots more. It seems that they're falling in love with just place passing around the perimeter. You got to start working for these things because guess what? Teams like the Bruins, teams like Vegas, they work for it. They get to the net. That's how they win Stanley Cups. That's how they set regular season records. You don't do it by playing outside the dots and hoping everything is redirected off a defenseman's skate. Well, it's what we talked about in the postgame, and we've been talking about this for a few games now, where they're looking for the perimeter, they're looking for the great pass, they're looking to be the Globetrotters on ice, and look at how the defending Stanley Cup undefeated Vegas Knights scored their goals. Everything was in front of the net. Everything was gritty. Everything was – and, like, when you think back to the Hawks' dynasties – those teams had the ability to adapt their game based on opponent. So if it was run and gun and they had to win six to five, they could do it. If it was a gritty battle, they could do that. This team needs to know when and where to play the way they, you know, to play which style. And we've seen too much of this season. I think part of it is the frustration of not getting results because they're playing teams that check so hard and defend so well and are so deep, et cetera, et cetera, that they're just trying to be perfect all the time. And hopefully a practice like this, and what Nick Felino was saying, like 
The advantage for a lesser skilled team is the work. That's where they should be getting their edges. You, you might have more talent than us, but we're going to work harder. That and special teams are the equalizers mm -hmm. for lesser skilled teams. So far, the power play has not been good. So they got to figure out the work ethic. And maybe that will be enough to edge them out to get some victories for them yeah. uh, while they wait for the schedule to settle the F down. Speaking of the power play, Phil, Philip Kershev was on the top power play unit uh, with Bedard. It's on the top line too, right? Uh, yes, yes. Just Richardson had said at the in the press post game presser Tuesday that he liked that, and it's probably going to stick together. So, Kershev, Bedard, Felino on the first line, uh, first power play uh, was that line along with Corey Perry and Seth Jones. Uh, second power play had Korchinski running the point. Uh, Reichel was kind of in that roaming bumper role. Uh, and then you had Donato and two other guys I can't think of right now. I'm going to guess Tyler Johnson and Ty Taylor Rash. Tyler Johnson and Taylor Rash. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Those two. So they were working on the power play today. But, again, just simplify it. Get puck, shoot puck. Get a body in front of the net. Clean up a rebound. It sounds so easy and simple. It's how most goals are scored. Mm -hmm. But just yet, they <laughs> refuse to do it. A shot from the point through traffic, it may not get through every time, but it causes chaos. Pucks bounce. They go weird places. They end up yeah. on sticks. They're not, no one's expecting them to, and you have a wide-open net to just go bloop right in and score. Yeah. Like, cause some chaos. Stop being so predictable. Yeah. By the way, I've been thinking about this a lot, and a couple of people have mentioned it. That Korchinski should be on the first power play. The power play isn't bad because Seth Jones is on the well, point. Well, here's my thing, too. And when you think about the way the two units operate, uh, Bedard has the puck a lot on power play one. Right. Right? He's either getting it, carrying it, circling through the zone. Who's doing it on power play two? Korchinski. Korchinski's the guy who's carrying the puck for a lot of the second power play. So I think that's the reason those two are separated. And, yeah, they play different positions, but on the 1-3-1 the power play allows for a lot of movement and, and positional rotation and guys filling in for other guys in different spots. It allows the defense to get deep and the forwards to go back to the point. Like there, There's a lot of flexibility in there, so you've got a good puck carrier on Bedard on PP1, a good puck carrier on PP2 with Korchinski. So I think that's probably why you're not seeing them on a power play together. And Reichel, that's also probably why Reichel's on power play too as well. Because there's your forward who can carry the puck with success. Yeah, yeah. Only I mean, one guy can have the puck at a time is kind of my point. Yeah, and that's that makes perfect sense. And I know a lot of people have been saying, oh, get Jones off the top power play unit. They're not one for 20 whatever or whatever they are. They're not one of the worst power plays in the league because Seth Jones is on it. Right. He's actually shooting the puck a lot. He's one of the few guys that is actually shooting the puck on the power play. Uh, yeah, he had the bad play uh, on that shorthanded goal in Montreal where, you know, that was, you know, we haven't seen anything like that since. I, Jones needs to be on that top power play unit. He's smart enough, He's and he's been more aggressive Don't than he's been in the past. Like exactly. Well, not really. Not really. <laughs> not enough people. But, uh, yeah, so – the 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 point man is not the problem on that top power play unit. The problem is everybody wants to play on the outside and get the highlight reel one timer. They just need to simplify it and get bodies to the net and just shoot. I I, I don't want to be the guy in the three hundred level that just goes shoot, but shoot. Yeah, there have been a lot of those that were certainly valid. It's like you got five Max Domies out there all of a sudden, <laughs> and that's not good. Yeah. Exactly. All right. We still got to hear from Luke. We still got to hear from uh, Connor Bedard. But first, Greg's going to tell you about his friend, Ray. Yes, our friend, Ray. Correct. Friends of all of us on this show, at least. Uh, are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, then guess what? Ray Chevy in Fox Lake is part of the CHGO team. Just the other day, I was talking to the team over there at Ray Chevy in Fox Lake, and they have this pledge that they call the Ray Price Promise. And it's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. We found that in many cases 
other dealers will raise the price on you when they come when you walk into the issue. They're going to say things like, "Are you a recent college graduate? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? Are you on the Blackhawks top power play unit?" And in most cases, the answer is going to be no. And that's when the other dealers raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that, heck, sorry, pal, you just don't qualify for. Well, Ray, that's not the case. The price you see online is the price you're going to pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find even more savings for you to make the price lower than what you saw online. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventory. And right now, this very second, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their Truck or Treat Savings event because 0% is back and now available on new Silverado trucks, the perfect tailgate vehicle. So come into Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake and find the vehicle you've been searching for. And best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in person in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. You know what sucks? Lots of things. Correct. Uh, but finding tickets to sporting events or concerts or theater, like close to the show, the tickets just go up. They're more expensive. Well, not anymore, friends. Thanks to our buddies at Game Time. You should not have to worry when buying tickets to the next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Hawks games coming up. I think Hamilton is on like the last legs of its uh, second run here. Second, third, whatever run it is. 813th run. <laughs> yeah, get your tickets. In Killer Ontario? last minute deals. It's like Kiss. It's the last time ever <laughs> the, until the, the next time. <laughs> it's which the, I saw in 2002. <laughs> it's, it's our last tour until the next one. <laughs> Dude, seriously, I saw them in Rosemont. I'm like, well, you know, I'm not the biggest fan, but if they're truly going away, I should see them once. 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> they played two days ago in Nashville. Yeah, of yeah. course. Anyway, if you want to go see Kicks, it's a fun show. Lots of pyrotechnics, a couple decent songs. You do it on the Game Time app. You can see your seats right before you buy them, like the exact view of the stage, which is super helpful, especially in non-theater venues, like if you're doing it at the United Center, see where the stage is going to be, see where your seats are going to be. They got the flash deals, the zone deals. It's absolutely awesome. Uh, love it from Game Time. They've got a guarantee that if you find a lower price on another site, you can reach out to them and say, hey, what gives? It's cheaper here. Match it. And they will. They're going to match it for you. They've got zone deals where you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats. That gives you an average of 18% savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO. For $20 off, download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And before you go buy tickets to that November 4th game against the Florida Panthers and the Hawks, come join us at our all-CHGO Blackhawks takeover at the United Center. Not only are you going to get tickets to the Hawks and Panthers game, you're going to do the fifth-third arena pregame experience. You're going to get to see the locker room, I believe, get to skate on the ice. That's that? supposed to be part of the package. Yeah, so it's skate on the ice that uh, Connor Bedard skates on. Maybe Wyatt Kaiser will cross-check in the back while you're out there. It'll be fun. Yeah. Fun experience. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Okay. AllCHGO.com to get your tickets. Uh, come join us at the game. Sit with us during the game. Watch the game with us. And then we're going to shoot back to the studio for a post-game show. But it's going to be awesome. AllCHGO.com to get your tickets. And diehards, make sure when you go to the AllCHGO.com, you navigate to diehards tab because that will have the special link for you to save on tickets, as you always do as a CHGO diehard. Did you guys All see right. Zach Cassian retired? Oh, he did? Yeah, he did. He, that's too bad. Anyways, that was the Zach Cassian moment. Yeah, Cool. I'm glad go. we did that. Um, he, was, he was a guy. <laughs> he was indeed a guy. He sure was. He was a guy. He had Damn a lot tickets. of mutton chops going on. Yeah, just Was he the pancake guy? No, no, that's Dustin uh, Penner. No, that was no, that. Uh, well, that's a different. Thing. Oh yeah, Dustin Penner was. Pe- You're thinking of the waffle gift guy. The waffle that was gift. Oh, no, that was Oliokin. Oli 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 no, but they, Dustin Penner was like the other fat guy in hockey. Cause, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, he, he said a few unfortunate things in his yeah. post playing days. Oh, I um, yeah, no. Uh, Zach Cassian's the guy that's like, uh, oops. I've been drinking and I smashed into a wall. Quick, let's switch seats before the cops get here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. Did that not work? <laughs> I was watching, uh, we talked about Reservation Dogs, which I love. It's on Hulu. And there was a scene where a guy gets pulled over in a truck and he just scoots to the right seat. And he goes, 
I was just a passenger. The guy who was driving just ran that way. <laughs> I'm going to try that sometime. All right. Uh, should we hear from... Uh, but don't drink and drive. He Dis- wasn't drinking. Disclaimer. For the record. Yes. Ah, okay. In the show, well, he wasn't drinking. Don't do anything. I uh, was pulled over for illegal. other reasons. He was stealing copper. I hear this show is kind of like a little bit like Letterkenny without any of the hockey. Uh, mm, it's more dramatic. Okay. It is funny, but in a different way. It, it uh, is more... It's a dramedy. Mm, it, gotcha. the, the one I want on season five of episode of season. I'm sorry. Episode five of season one. And it was very heavy. Kind of not a dry eye in my house last night. It's a great show, though. Check it out. Anyway, why don't we hear from Luke Richardson uh, from after practice today? Uh, had some good stuff to say, explaining the intensity of the practice and the mindset behind that. Yeah, no, it was a really good practice. I thought we got up and down the ice well, and the compete level was really high, and the guys enjoyed it. Like, they were cheering each other on and razzing each other, and that's just like a game. That's what we wanted to try and emulate today. Do you expect more of that? Well, I think, I, I think they should expect more of that in our game, and uh, we'll be happy as coaches if we see that. How do you go about structuring practice where you, you know what you want to achieve, but I, I guess through the drills and you guys sit down and kind of figure out how you want to go about that? Yeah, you know, we look at the video from the game and we've talked about it and we kind of pinpoint the areas we really want to key on. And sometimes uh, some areas just fall, like in practice, just fall together because we wanted a high-end compete level. We, we, we took a couple drills that maybe aren't like the look of a game situation, like the one battle drill and the nets are nice and tight together, but it gets them used to playing and making uh, high pressure decisions and quick, uh, you know, instances. And that sometimes happens all over the ice. So, um, you know, we, we talked about, you know, having a, a day off yesterday, trying to utilize the schedule a little bit because of our start was really crunched and, uh, you know, a lot of games against uh, hard teams that we wanted to take that day. So today we expected a high compete, high level uh, skating practice and we got it. And I think the guys liked it and uh, appreciated that day off and they hopefully use that energy level tomorrow because we're going to need it. Is Kaiser one of the guys who kind of takes that command most seriously? It seemed like we saw him scrapping with Padar and it seemed like he was just really giving 110%. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, he knows that he's Young still earning his stripes here, and uh, you know, and it's good for Connor because Connor's going to get played hard, obviously, by other teams. So I think it keeps everybody in the game mode, and uh, you know, I think it's a young guy just earning, you know, his right here, and I think it also helps everybody when everybody uh, competes like that. It makes your team stronger. You know, you're, you've heard of the guys for years with Boston, with like Chara and Bergeron. They like, they expect it and, and demand it from their teammates, and they're the first guys doing it on the ice, Crosby and Pittsburgh. So I think um, when you have that, then you're going to have a good, strong team, and, and that's what we want. Is there any unique challenges to having a 3 p.m. local start outside of PCB? Oh, so I think we've had 9 p.m. starts or 9.30 p.m. starts and 3. Uh, I always personally liked uh, 3 o'clock because on game day, that long waiting happened. For an athlete, when you kind of warm up and you have some special teams meetings in the morning, you're gearing up for the game, and then all of a sudden there's this long letdown in the middle. And you got to get geared up again. And sometimes it's energy draining over 80 games or 82 games. So throwing in some of the afternoon games, I, I personally like. I think there's some energy, even if it's a tiny bit sloppy at the beginning. There's more energy, and I think you can harness in like the, the execution as you go. Putting Dickinson on that second line with Rifle, does that kind of help with the faceoff department too? If- Reiko can maybe cheat a little bit. You got Dickinson. Absolutely. And uh, just a guy that's very responsible, can skate up and down the ice and make plays like we saw at the end of last year. He's a versatile guy. Uh, you know, we depend on him to try and shut down other lines. And, uh, you know, that maybe that'll give uh, Reichs a chance to play some uh, minutes against some, you know, higher end lines. And, uh, uh, you know, sometimes uh, the offensive big line on the other team can play a little bit loose and sloppy and that gives you the chance to create some offense so we'll see how it goes we don't have the matchup on the road which uh you know right now when you play teams like vegas and boston that or, or especially colorado i don't know if the matchups matter right like you got your matchup one line the next line's coming out just as good so i think we just got to worry about more our game and i think uh, dickie can really help out in certain areas and uh, rights with skype flying today in practice so we just told him to play like that Dickinson is kind of, he's faster than it seems. Like the NHL released some skating data from last year. He had the seventh fastest time in the league. He was up there in terms of like number of over 20 mile an hour boosts, all this kind of stuff. And 
Is it kind of go underappreciated just how fast he is? How good of a skater he is? Yeah, I think he's got a, a, a strong, smooth stride, a tall, lanky guy like that. And, uh, you know, he looks like long limbed, but he's, he's built like an athlete. So I, I think guys like that can change their speed without a lot of like hustle in their upper body, um, a lot of body control. So a guy like Eichel is much like that. Not that they're the same type of player, but. It's hard for defensemen to judge how fast they're going and change their speed with the, uh, you know, the tenseness of the body, lower body, and, and it's hard to detect it. So, uh, you know, it helps him defend. Like defending, it's like the cornerbacks in football. Like they're the best athletes in the game because they got to be quicker than the, the wide receivers, which are world-class sprinting speed. So, um, you know, when you have a guy that's relied upon to defend guys like Jack Eichel and, uh, you know, Matthews and McKinnon, like you, you got to have you got to be able to see and uh, that's that's one ability that's probably one of his best qualities. Uh, sorry for anyone wearing headphones during <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, rip. Uh, <laughs> they did the uh, pr- the news conference, uh, whatever you want to call it, like right outside the rink, and apparently they were what breaking down. I don't know what that happened. They they were <laughs> usually he's uh, we get Luke in the uh, media room upstairs, more of a sterile environment, uh, but I guess since. You know, they were getting on a team plane in a few minutes to go to Vegas. They had us downstairs in the rink, like right outside the locker room. So obviously they they were moving something or something fell from a very high shelf. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what happened, but it was quite loud. Kind of like a ping pong game. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's very odd how sound travels in this building. I feel like we're over there having like a quiet conversation or like. Uh, it's almost like sound echoes off of brick. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Genuine Br- Chicago brick, my friends. Brick by brick. I think brick. Greg Braggs built this building back in uh, 1946. Pretty sure he did. Brick by yeah. brick. That's, that's, what what was, we do. that's what I was told. Uh, what I like about this whole thing today, and we're going to hear from Connor Bedard in a second, is how much the team seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. They liked the intensity of the practice. They appreciated the intensity of the practice. And uh, as a former athlete myself, <laughs> played football at St. Lawrence, if you had, didn't know, um, I enjoyed those too. It's just, it's more fun. You're in it for the physicality. You're in it for the energy. Walkthroughs suck. Yeah. No one enjoys walkthroughs. Yeah, and I think sometimes, even as professionals, um, a good kick in the pants can can do you some good. And yeah. I think this was probably a team that needed to get something like that, benefit from it. And as much as they want to... Uh, not use the excuse of, well, we're playing teams that are a combined 38-0 to start the season or whatever. Um, you know, it's it, it can be taxing to have to play top team after top team after top team, and it's hard to kind of get up for those kinds of games knowing what you're up against, especially to begin the season. Um, so when you get into practice, it can be hard to kind of like – get up and get going so if you are forced into that mentality sometimes you can get a really positive benefit out of that and it's from what a lot of the players uh said after after practice and Connor Bedard specifically uh we'll hear from him um they liked it and that's it's not bad if you to have the negative reaction to be like we're getting our butts kicked to begin the season and now we have to kick each other's butts in practice uh to get the negative effect you'd have to that would be a, a huge issue, but I think it's a really big positive that everyone was was pretty receptive to the mood today. Before we get to Connor, Lord Hosa asked a question. He says, speaking of sounds at the UC, did I hear correctly that they moved the goal horn? Is that why it doesn't sound as loud on the broadcast? I don't think I didn't hear that. Moved the goal horn? Yeah, I do not. We haven't have, heard it very often, no, to be honest. It's, it's I haven't. The, I haven't right. noticed any difference. It's and it's don't on the scoreboard. It. It's always been on the yeah. scoreboard. The difference I notice is the kettle one minute remaining in the period thing they sold this year. Yeah, sell it all, man. <laughs> sell it all. It's very, it's very uh, subtle. Gene Honda does Gene a good Honda. job of kettle one minute left in the cov- period, covering yeah. it up pretty quickly. Like, but I um, want a kettle one. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Subtle, subtle marketing. But hey, man, sell it. You got to sign Connor Bedard down the road. All right, let's get to uh, speaking of uh, the soon to be rich person, Connor Bedard. Uh, here's how what he had to say after practice today. Uh, I think starting off saying how much, like we were just saying, how much he enjoyed the practice. So it looks like uh, you were kind of going to go to. Did you, did you kind of feel anything at the end of the last game? Or how much you enjoyed the team? Yeah, I thought uh, we had a couple of looks at the end of the game there, last three, four shifts, whatever it was. But, I mean, obviously we've 
play with a few other players, and you know, they're all great players, so I'm excited to you know, play with him and see what he can do. Were you disappointed to see that goal come off the board after that? Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, I mean, yeah. What would you think about the intensity of the practice today? It was best practice, I thought. Um, you know, that was a lot of fun, and, you know, we're competing, but, you know, we're, we're having fun, and I think, you know, it's like a game. You got to battle, you got to battle hard, so it's good we, we got that in there. Do you expect to have more practices like this? It's not my job, but um, it'd, be, it'd be great. Do you guys hear Luke's message from the last game and like take that to heart? Uh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, you know he's right, and uh, he's a great coach, and, and we all have so much respect for him. So uh, whenever he talks, we listen, and um, you know, what he sees is, is usually what's right. So um, you know, I see him saying that, and we uh, we gotta get one way through that a little bit. How important is it to set that bar, despite the caliber of ones you guys have been going up against here, to raise that bar of expectations and have high standards for you guys? Yeah, I, I don't think it. I mean, obviously they're great teams, but CNHL is you know really good. So we gotta you know learn how to get to that level and, and beat these top teams. And I think uh, it's it's really good for us to have that in uh, these these games here. We're playing obviously you know Cup champs kind of two of three and Boston and Colorado. Like that's great. I think that's uh, good for us to go against them and. Um, yeah, but we got to obviously start winning here, and um, you know tomorrow will be a good test for us. The shot said the last couple of games have been down. Is it something the defenses are doing against you uh, for these last couple of games? No. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. I think, uh, no, I mean, I think I could shoot more for sure, but I mean, I'm not like, just a shooter, I feel like. I think for me, if, if it's not there, I'm going to try to make a pass, and um, obviously it's you know, the players are really good at getting in lanes. and um, But, yeah, if it's there, I'll shoot the puck. But if not, I'm going to try to put it on the play. Connor Bedard. And, uh, you know, he ended that talking about, like, the mindset of shooting more. And, and someone asked in chat, like, why isn't the coaching staff telling them that? They are. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not, like, something that they can do for them, right? It's not like an, it's not like an offensive coordinator can run the ball more. There's no play to shoot the puck. These players have to use their instincts to get themselves in position right. to shoot, and they have to opt to shoot. There's no like shot collar. Maybe there should be. Right. It's not PlayStation. You know, <laughs> right. Luke Richardson doesn't have like the up on the thumbstick. The, yeah, he doesn't have the button there <laughs> to press him to shoot. Yeah, but they are preaching that to them, and the players just have to get in the mindset of of doing it. I think they can probably do some drills at practice that encourage shooting. You know, finding lanes, uh, battles in front, like those sort of things. But it's it. At some point, these guys are professionals. They're paid very well to execute what they're being told to execute. And when you see somebody like Andreas Athanasiu not in the lineup, that could be the fallout of not executing the plan the coach is telling you to execute. Yeah, I think this is a, a team that you know, we talked about it after the game uh, regarding shot selection and, and you know trying to beat a lot of these teams that are more skilled than them you kind of have to just get dirty and get uh stay within a simpler uh, game plan so that you know the the results can 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 be there and try not to get too complicated with things and i think bedard talking about you know i'm not just a shooter like yeah that's true but the shot's really the best thing that you got going for you so you from an outsider perspective, of course you want to see him utilize it more because it's the best thing he's he's got in his, in his arsenal. But um, if other guys around him are putting the puck on net and making things happen, then I think that opens the door more for him to utilize other things in his game rather than his shot. But when the rest of the team isn't making anything happen, I think that's where you know people who you know as as fans and as, you know as we are as we're watching the game saying shoot more, shoot more, shoot more. We put it more on Bedard because it's like, well, at least the best guy who can shoot needs to be shooting more. If no one else is going to do it, he should do it. But I think it's got to be more of a team mindset to try and amp, you know, amp up those those chances and you know, see if you can get a rebound, see if you can get a deflection. Like like you said earlier, the puck is a pinball out there, so yeah. you know, try and try and use it to your benefit. Yeah, I. Uh, it just seems there's been so many times this year where it's like a split-second hesitation, and all of a sudden then the defenseman's in the shooting lane or there's a stick in the way. Yep. Like, there's been so many times where, like, a guy 
gets the puck in space, but then decides to take like two strides before shooting. Just get it and shoot it. Yeah. Just get it mm. on net. Well, those are the adjustments these young guys have to yeah. make is we're in the Western or the American Hockey Leagues. They've got a little more time to get those shots off because defensemen can't close as much. Right. But Dard said, like, guys are really good at getting their pucks in lanes and getting their bodies in lanes. That's why they're in the NHL, right? Like, Seth Jones and Alex Vlasic do it better right now than Ethan Del Mastro does. And he'll learn that skill at the American Hockey League yeah. and hopefully adapt it. To, like, that's why the adjustment. Remember, earlier in the year, Connor Bedard was shocked to learn that Austin Matthews has adapted his shot three times. Since he's been in the NHL, there's a reason for that because he's learned like, okay, at this level, I need a different edge. Mm-hmm. I got to find another way to get my shot through or make my shot harder or faster or whatever it might be. It is a constant game of adjustment. So when you see Reichel and uh, Bedard and other young players out there taking an extra tick, that's the adjustment happening right in front of you. And after a while, they're going to get that speed. They're going to know the timing. It's like a quarterback in the pocket. How much time do I have before I have to get rid of the ball? Mm-hmm. It t- Chicago fans know it takes time to learn it that. It takes like a century. Yeah. <laughs> and the, <laughs> yes. the, the decision-making has to be quicker. The processing has to be yeah. quicker. Yes. And it's, yeah, that, that, that comparison of, you know, quarterback in college might have three seconds to get the ball out. In the NFL, it's two seconds or less. So w- that, that decision-making has to be quicker. So when the puck's on your stick and you think, oh, maybe if I, I can stick handle it one time, maybe get a little better feel of it and then – put it on net the goalie's already repositioned themselves, and there's a stick in the way rather than you know what i got it i have the lane i got to make the best of it boom it's either a goal or it's not and when young players talk about the speed of the game they're not talking about well not only talking about skating speed right they're talking about that timing mm-hmm. how quickly everything happens so all right we got to get to some around the league stuff uh but we got to tell you about how to be a diehard and tell you about sunny side too yeah being a diehard is a, a great thing it's an easy thing just go to allchgo.com uh, find the Die Hard tab out there and uh, sign up. And when you do, you're going to get 20% off of events and merchandise year-round. Uh, you get a free shirt upon sign-up, and every year at renewal, you get a free shirt. Uh, that discount also uh, applies to merch, uh, the 20% off, and you get access to uh, premium written content across the board at allchgo.com, not just for uh, the team that you cheer for the most, but all access uh, across the board, including uh, the rebuild report that Greg and I just put our first edition out there yesterday. Uh, so become a diehard, support us here at CHGO, and uh, be a part of the growing CHGO diehard community. And when you become a diehard, uh, the events that you can attend, you're going to get a lot of uh, benefit from that. It's a great time. Everything from the takeovers to the tailgates, uh, and, and everything in between. You get a discount on that. You get a lot of uh, cool access. You get access to the uh, diehard-only Discord channels as well. Uh, and when you come out to our, our events, whether it's the watch party tomorrow or the takeover on the 4th or the one that's happening in February, or it's our Bears tailgates, uh, they're always a good time. Lots of good uh, you know, people. You get to meet new people. You get to meet some of your friends from the chat. Yep. Uh, and you get to uh, see some exclusive giveaways, and that includes at our Bears tailgates uh, giveaways from X Golf. And X Golf, uh, if you don't know, is kind of like Top Golf, but better, a little fancier, a little nicer, a little more upscale. Uh, X Golf has been at our last two tailgates, and they will be at the next one coming up as well. And they will be gi- there giving away a $200 gift certificate to any of their Chicago locations. You can find where those locations are uh, nearest to you when you go to playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. I know the weather's getting shittier out there. My my uh, umbrella is in the car, so the walk back to my car is going to be wonderful. Uh, but with X-Golf, you can play year-round, and a $200 gift certificate to X-Golf is going to go a long way. So if you're coming out to our next Bears tailgate, uh, be sure to check out the X Golf setup and uh, get yourself in on this uh, giveaway chance. It's gonna be a good time, and yes, X Golf is very, very cool. So is Sunnyside, your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season, and no matter where you are on your cannabis journey, Sunnyside has your back. You're gonna feel welcomed. 
you're going to feel educated. You're going to feel like you made the right choice for you because it does matter. You can a la carte your experience, and they're going to help you do it at Sunnyside. And while you're there, join their loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards. Check out some of their great brands. I talk all the time about Mindy's and Good News and Cresco. How about Wonder? Wonder Wellness Company wants to make the world of cannabis simple to understand and easy to experience for everyone. The brand's low-dose formulations offered in gummies and mints allow people to control their high, whether it's for microdosing throughout the day or easing into their cannabis experience. And now through October 31st, head to sunnyside.shop, use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order, one use per customer, not stackable with other promotions, and that's not only for new customers, anyone can use that code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season, must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. All right, around the league, big news today, Ottawa Senators restricted free agent Shane Pinto has been suspended 41 games for violating uh, the NHL's uh, gambling policy. We don't know exactly what he did. Mm -hmm. From what we understand, he did not bet on hockey. So this is a bit strange. On NHL games. That's what it says. Okay, did not bet on NHL games. Didn't, yeah. So, so you say maybe like a like a MVP future or something maybe like that might be in the something cards. Something like that, or a point total, or not at all. Like okay. As we There's get into so it, much, we do not. That's know. the frustrating thing is they're not giving us specifics. Yeah. Well, I hope the players are getting specifics. I hope so too. I mean, there was a lot of chatter about this when the doors opened today, and obviously the players were on the ice when this broke, so they had no idea exactly what was going on. Um, so hopefully the league internally sends a memo to each team saying, this is what exactly what it was. Don't do this. Because otherwise you're just going to have guys doing the same thing. I mean, yeah. the sports gambling industry has exploded. Yep. Um, our shows are sponsored by sports books. Every single segment in a hockey game is brought to you by some sort of sports book. Their logos are on the ice. Their logos are on the boards. They're on the shovels that sweep up the snow. Yeah, right. It's everywhere. Uh, you can't escape it. So is it some of this a little hypocritical until we know specifics? Yeah, it's it seems a little like, you know, the, the old, you know, stuff my dad used to say. Do as I say. Don't do as yeah, I do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to get any specifics from the league. Getting any of this information is going to be reported by people in the know, guys like yeah. Elliot Friedman, Frank Saravalli, and, and the like. Uh, from Daily Faceoff and, and Frank Saravalli, this is uh, what, he, what he had to kind of summarize with everything. In a statement, the NHL said the league's investigation found no evidence that Pinto made any wagers on NHL games. The NHL also said it now considers the matter closed and absent of any new information will have no further comment on the situation. Sources have told Daily Faceoff that the league's investigation centered around a sweep of gambling partners that revealed a Pinto connection to a third-party better. Uh, Pinto said in a statement, I want to apologize to the National Hockey League, the Ottawa Senators, my teammates, the fans and city of Ottawa, and most importantly, my family. I take full responsibility for my actions and look forward to getting back on the ice with my team. The NHL Players Association has said that Shane Pinto will not be appealing the 41-game suspension. The resolution was negotiated between all parties. This is the first suspension related to gambling in hockey uh, since uh, 1948. So, I I don't know what happened. Um, if you listen to the very short 32 uh, Thoughts podcast snippet that Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick put out today regarding Shane Pinto, uh, his situation, they had very little extra information around things, but some speculations of what it could have been. Um, some some examples from, you know, the NBA and, and the NFL of players that have been suspended for for things that aren't betting on specifically the leagues that they play in. So we have no idea what's going on uh, with with what he did as far as specifics go. But I find it uh, frustrating, but also very on brand for the NHL that they're going to levy a 41 game suspension on a player and not tell you why. Yeah. Yep. Because to me, that makes it sound like uh, we have our reasons and they're dumb. So we don't want to tell you what they are. 
that's yeah. that's what it or, tells me for the NHL. On the flip side, it creates suspicions that maybe he's betting on Ottawa games or Ottawa's future or whatever. But if that's the case, I, I, I don't know what the specifics are of NHL's gambling restrictions or whatever, but I would assume it would extend to you cannot bet on anything related to the NHL, not just games, but that, means, that, that, means, that means games, that means futures, that means um, over-unders for season totals, that means who wins trophies, anything related to the NHL you can't gamble on. Every, everything else around it shouldn't matter at all. So if it's not NHL games but it's something NHL-related, you would think the league would be like, well, this is what he did. He bet on whatever. He bet on NHL you know, outcomes, which yeah. is which I think if that was the case, we'd be seeing something much heavier than 41 games. And we wouldn't see all these uh, little, you know, under the table uh, restrictions being lifted on Shane Pinto. Steven, if you want to throw the graphic up here that, that you had up there, the, the tweet uh, again, so I can read it. Uh, this is from Tyler Hoffsfall. It says, to recap, Shane Pinto gets suspended for 41 games for betting on non-NHL games, but he's also getting an exemption that allows his suspension to take place while he's unsigned, currently not on a deal with the Ottawa Senators. He's a restricted free agent, and he's getting an exemption to the rule that says any restricted free agent to play in the current season would have to sign by December 1st. So he's getting his 41 games uh, accrued while he's not under contract, and he can sign a contract after the 41 games are over, which will happen well beyond December 1st. Why, how does that make sense? How is that any part of a punishment? So you're saying it's a 41-game suspension, but it won't kick in. Uh, the 41 games won't kick in when he's on an NHL team and when he's eligible to play. They're, we're just going to take the 41 games off anyway. So whose games are they counting? <laughs> Ottawa games? I don't know. Yeah, they're starting it 40, from day one of the Ottawa season. Four, 41 so he's NHL already, games. So, so he already has, whatever, six or however many games. But he's technically, not, he's technically not on that team. It's bizarre. Hopefully I, someone digs in and finds some more info on listen, this. Listen, if, if there's an internal memo that's sent to the teams, giving them the specifics to kind of lay out the outlines, it will get out. Yeah. Yes. It will get out. Team. And uh, so if you're trying to set an example – or set a precedent, you have to tell us why. Right. <laughs> so other right. people don't do it again. Right. Like, you just can't say for gambling, okay, how is this going to prevent somebody from doing it again if you don't tell right. everybody what the deal is? It's just weird. And if, he, if he's connected to a third-party thing... Okay, so anyone who thinks who anyone who's in gambling in the NH who's who's gambling in the NHL and thinks, huh, this sounds a lot like what I do, I should probably stop doing that. That's kind of the only in- indication that they're getting. Right. They're not but, getting a, a black and white. This is what he did. Don't do this. And for some of our younger fans, this is what also irks me. Besides the fact that everything is sports betting at, at, at every professional sporting event now. If you for our younger fans, look up, type in Wayne Gretzky, Rick Tockett betting, yeah. and read up on that. You had the greatest player in the game, not, not Rick Tockett, right? No, Wayne Gretzky, get involved. Well, it was his wife, uh, you know, who they were involved in an illegal gambling ring many many years ago. But there's Wayne Gretzky doing, you know, MGM betting or whatever one it was. There's Rick Tockett coaching multiple times yep. since then. On uh, on league broadcasts, too. Right. So it's like, okay. I mean, I granted that was 30-some-odd years ago and things have changed, but it just seems like a slippery slope and a little bit of hypocrisy going on here. Like, yes, we will take all the sports books' monies for advertising, but you can't use it on anything. There's got to be more to it. I, I can't wait to find out. Well, when just, you don't right when you don't no give sense. up when you don't give all the information you have, it leads to speculations. Mm-hmm. It leads to crazy rumors yep. and misinformation, and that stuff eventually becomes the truth in a lot of people's mind because you're never told what the facts are. Yeah. All right. Two more quick things. Thirty of the thirty-two teams have voted to make the NHL draft decentralized. So. No more teams on the floor. 
uh, talking to each other, picking up the phone. We talked about that a lot yesterday and how I mean, it would be a dumbass decision. The dumbass decision's been made. We're thinking that will probably start in 2025. I mean, as soon as, as soon as you tell NHL owners, hey, there's something that we can change that'll save you money, you know it's going to change. Yeah, and make so, the game worse. Make the fan experience worse. Yeah, make so the league less unique. Cool. Yeah. And then we have uh, PWHL, the new women's league, that starts in January. Some trademarks have been applied for for team names, and they're not great. And let's be clear, these may not be the actual names, but Toronto Torch, no. Montreal Echo, no. Ottawa Alert, no. Minnesota Superior, eh, no. no. Boston Wicked, no. New York Sound, no. Back to the drawing board. Oh, my God. They all sound like names of, like, college newspapers. Yes, we did. Uh, I showed this to my wife, and we did a uh, chat GPT generate women's hockey team names. All of them were better. Yeah. It's like the Minnesota Northern Lights. Yeah. That's better. I'll, I'll give Ottawa some credit. This is coming from Kenzie Lalonde of TSN. It says, if these are the PWHL team names, Ottawa did it right. Because the Ottawa Alerts were a women's hockey team in 1915. So okay, right. there's some heritage connection there. The other five... It was a bad name then, too. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think these are great. No. All the, all the, the uh, team names from the PH, uh, PHF were vastly superior than these ones. Absolutely. Yeah. The uh, Minnesota Whitecaps were... I actually have one of their jerseys. Boston Pride, the Montreal... Uh, uh, the Whalers. Metropolitan Riveters, like the Buttes. I love the Buffalo Buttes. Yeah, it was just so those were good names. Just, the names were so much better. Hopefully, these are just there. A lot of times, people will trademark things as like a an act of subterfuge. You know, you know how like it's a big word. Uh, it was a big word. I was proud of myself on that one. Um, like, like a lot of times, like the movies when movies are being produced, they'll they'll use different names. So like. People don't know, like, oh yeah, famously, Return of the Jedi was, they they kept everything on the set was named like Blue Harvest or something, so nobody knew it. Was, I don't think they're getting that sneaky, <laughs> but there is hope that maybe the names will be better. But you know, I guess it just there's so many bad team names out there recently that eventually they get used to it. Like I remember the Minnesota Wild. It was like, oh my god, what a lame team name. It still is pretty lame, but we've just accepted it. Yeah, and, and it doesn't market it correctly too. Yeah, and it doesn't sound as bad as it did before. Like everybody hated Cleveland Guardians when it first came out, but if, like now it's only been a couple of years, and you're already you just you get used to it, and it, you'll be fine. But yeah, these are kind of weird. Not the Commanders. I mean, maybe maybe Montreal Echo is being sponsored by by Amazon. Maybe. Aren't, isn't that what they call the, the yeah, Alexa, Alexa thing? Alexa, play our goal song. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So maybe maybe it's a marketing thing. I don't know. Uh, maybe Boston Wicked is being sponsored by the Broadway musical. Maybe. Or it's just like the Wicked Hardcore thing, which is stupid. I hate Ugh. it. And what exactly is a New York sound? I'm walking here. <laughs> it's a it's a taxi horn. It's yeah. someone saying, hey, rat scurrying across yeah. the alleys. Get the f- which uh, Stephen and I experienced the other night. Yeah. All right, we got to go. The New York uh, Pizza Real quick, rats. though, you reminded me. When Nirvana went to record in utero, the studio was booked under the Simon Ritchie band. So no one knew Nirvana was coming <laughs> yeah. to the studio in Minnesota. Yeah, bands will do that. It's cool. You'll see on a marquee some random-ass band at, like, the Metro, and you're like, oh, what's this? What's going on here? And then it'll be, like... I don't know, someone really cool. Foo Fighters. Sure. Yeah. Or someone good. All right, we're going to wrap things up, but first we're going to tell you about Foco. Yeah, Foco is a place where you can get stuff and things that are officially licensed sports things. Spurch. Spurch. Sports merchandise. You can see some of their awesome uh, set decorations here behind us and around us. So if you want to decorate a home office or your office in an office building or you know your bar, your garage... They've got all kinds of stuff for those exact occasions, like hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. It's still kind of sort of baseball season, at least for four more games, so you can get some baseball stuff. It's football, hockey, basketball season. Get your straw hats, your polos, your bags, everything you need for a game or a fun tailgate party for football season. So thanks to Foco for donating those awesome pieces for our set. 
Go show them some love. Hopefully, they're going to send us one of them cool Connor Bedard bobbleheads they've got for pre-order on the website. Efforting them. So uh, I'm going to mention it every time I do this read until we materialize one of those right here. Uh, So go check out focofoco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-pre-sale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Pretty much... Any website you're purchasing something on, throw CHGO in the yeah, promo code box. See what happens. Chances worth are you're going to get something. Yeah, worth a shot. Hey, if you like beer, you'll like Goose Island beer because it's the best. CHGO is uh, proudly sponsored by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988, and they have a tremendous year-round beer roster of delicious beers to choose from, whether it's the Full Pocket Pills, the 312 Wheat Ale, uh, any of the family of Beer Hug IPAs, their Oktoberfest, their Green Line, or the two beers that celebrate the two teams that play at the United Center, the Bull and Goose Westside Ale or the Blackhawks Pale Ale. Whatever you choose, you're going to have a delicious one with Goose Island. You can grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that's the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. All right, we are back tomorrow, 5 o'clock at Legends in Mokina. Come join us live post-game after that. So if you can't make it to Legends, we're still going to be on after the game. So join us then on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all silly like the mayor. 